You all set to go? I think we're all set. Awesome. Yeah. Let's so, do this thing. All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Dave, and this is Behind the Brand, and uh, we are with Grace Napolitano today. So very cool. You, you bullied your way in here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to be willing to self-promote, right? <laughs> no, that's awesome. So the first thing I want to talk about, thank you so much for uh -huh. joining me today. Well, let's go back to the bullying. You want to go back to the bullying? <laughs> let's go back. Yeah, yeah. You did tell me that you were launching it, and then I kept seeing people up there. Yeah. I'm like, hey, why yeah. would you tell me about yeah. this and not invite me? No, More of a joke, but... Yeah, no, I get it. No, yeah. I'm, I'm super glad you're here. You were on the list um, to be here, so I'm, I'm glad you, mm -hmm. you made it today. And the sun's going to go in and out a little bit, yep. but we'll deal with that. Um, and another thing I'm going to say before it happens, inevitably, there's going to be a, a crash or laughing or something in this building. Oh, right. So okay. we're just going to ignore that. I'm like, I do a lot yeah. of laughing, so yeah. that laughing will come so from me. That'll be perfect. <laughs> that'll be perfect. Um, I want to talk about uh, Chicago. Oh, we're going right into it. We're going right in. <laughs> so I want to talk about Chicago. What, um, what, uh, why did you, why did you come to Connecticut from Chicago? What was going on in Chicago that you left? <laughs> <laughs> That is the number one question I am asked all the time. And yeah, are you ready for our Connecticut, Connecticut winters? Which we are absolutely ready for the winter. It is so easy here. And oh my God. I was in Chicago. I love it. I was out there two or three times. I was in there out there in the winter, January. Oh Lord have mercy. Never again. It is painful. Never so again. this like 23, 30 degree weather. The kids I don't even send them to school coats some days. No. Um, so Chicago. Back in Chicago, I was a publisher of a magazine. I had been involved in media sales for 15 plus years. And after the birth of my son, um, nearly six years ago, I had kind of a moment where I was the ad director of a luxury lifestyle pub. We did a ton of red carpet. And I had this shift in my world that I could no longer run my own hours. And um, being at a red carpet event with awesome celebrities, um, I do remember we did Cindy Crawford and I was like, all right, 15 minutes in, we only have an hour and 45 minutes left of this nightmare. Like no one says that ever. So um, I kind of was like, is this what I really want to do? And I started looking into the coaching world and what I could do um, to help women in my position who have this, this, I'm no longer satisfied in my corporate world because there's so much more. Um, so that was six years ago, and it evolved. Um, I then became pregnant with my daughter two and a half years later or so, and um, that's when it really struck home. Like, this is just not for me anymore, and I actually took uh, a coaching program for a year. I felt it was very important to get accredited in coaching and um, learn about mindset work and different tools and tricks and tips. Um, so that was 90 hours in class, 300 um, peer-to-peer coaching before I was certified. So not just like, hey, I'm good at life and I'm going to become good at business and I'm going to become a coach. I really studied the art and the craft of it. Um, so my goal was to, and I'm so not answering your question, but I'll get there. Yeah, well, that's fine. We're good. we got time. <laughs> You're used to me. Um, so uh, my, my goal and my, my idea, my first iteration was to help women returning from maternity leave after the first three months and re-entering at the same level of director, VP, president, high level, high power jobs, and still perform at the level and not have mom guilt and all that. Um, so, is there a, 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 a mom guilt? Is there is there is there a, a mom guilt? Is there a, I've never to heard all that women listening, wow, yes. So, so there explain, is. I've never heard that term. Oh before. my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, I've never heard yes, that mom, mom guilt. guilt is. So they get. So they. I'm sorry to interrupt. They. So they have a job. 
they get mm-hmm. pregnant, they leave because they're mom now, and now that they so is that that whole no. thing of leaving the company and work no 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 is no they don't so, no they, I mean some people leave so explain no, that to me mom guilt is, um, you're returning from maternity leave so you get twelve weeks off that's actually a ton of time off in America, um, for me I was six weeks but because I had a C-section I got eight weeks wow like I had just been cleared to drive and like. <laughs> Go run the world, Grace. Oh, and also keep this thing alive. Um, So mom guilt is dropping your kid off at daycare, taking a late night meeting, not a late night meeting, but late night, late night to moms at six Mm -hmm. o'clock. So it's, oh my gosh, I should be with my kid, but here I am. And society puts that on you a lot. So people um, that were close to me, older generation said, wow, all you care about is work and, you know, making money Mm. and all this, you should be home for your kids. So that's the mom guilt that corporate women get is, um, you should be doing more and dads just don't get it. So it's not a surprise that you've never heard that term before and Mm. it's complete and utter BS. So, um, you know, companies who have more women at top levels of leadership have better bottom lines, generate more revenue, Women are statistically better leaders than men um, just because of their empathetic style and ability to really bring a team together. Not saying men are bad in any way, but women are very good leaders as per studies. But because of mom guilt, they take a step back and they don't put themselves into higher roles and raise their hand and say, hey, you know, I can do this and I can figure out how to do the juggle Mm -hmm. of my kids and, and such. I have always been very blessed with my husband who is 100% supportive, and in our parenting role, I would say he's 60 to 70%, and I'm 30 to 40%. Oh. I'm in for cuddles, he's in for the hard stuff. Cool. So, cool. yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a switch than normal life. But anyhow, you asked a question. What um, What do you, we're going to kind of... Do you keep, want me to go back to Chicago? Uh, we'll get there, because uh, i got to finish, <laughs> I got to finish this line here. So... Um, how, what do you, how do you, what do you do to combat the mom guilt? Like what is it? Oh, you hire me as a coach. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you tell people? No. So, so how do you, cause I could still, now that the way you explained it, mm-hmm. I could absolutely see that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're just, you know, you're trying to help, you know, support the family and, yeah. but it's more than that. I think it's, 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 more than it's that. you want to fulfill yourself. You have this thing that you want to do just like guys have this thing they want to do. Could you imagine right? going through however many years of medical school and then you finally make it as a doctor. And, you know, and then you're not a doctor. And like you're not a doctor. Yeah. Or law school. Or for me, I went through years of learning how to sell and become a great salesperson that when I finally hit pay dirt, I'm like, oh, nope, I'm good. I'm going to call myself out. I mean, that's just not yeah. fair. No, um, not. Men aren't expected to do it. So why should women? Yeah. And um, so what I coach women around and what I, what I tell them is, uh, which is not what I coach around now, but it's about boundaries. Mm-hmm. It's deciding, and, and this kind of goes to the branding concept, and this is what I coach women around um, in the iteration that I am in now, is set up who you are. What are your beliefs? Make your decisions and set up boundaries around that. Not only with the people around you, your bosses, your employees, your mother-in-law, your, your mother, your sister, whomever else wants to chime in, but mainly with you. You have to create boundaries within your headspace to say, I made the decision to work every night until six and put my child in this daycare. I am not going to allow myself and my mind to treat me bad or have a negative self-talk. And uh, this is this is what I'm doing, and I'm okay with it. 
And it comes down to it's not about how much time. It's it's when you do spend time, right? It's the it's the totally. quality time. It's like you shut off everything, right? So you're not there. Okay, I'm gonna spend an hour with you, but in the meantime, you're you're doing right, right? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So everybody comes to me. They want balance. Balance is a non. That's not a thing. Like you cannot have 50% of your time with your child and 50% of your time at work. It's that's what yeah. balance means is equal. And it's never going to be that way. Mm -hmm. So it's all here and mm -hmm. learning how to be present in the moments that you are. It's not about quantity, it's about quality. And that balance comes from creating boundaries within yourself and really um, thinking through the thoughts and being aware of the thoughts that you're putting on yourself. We are our own worst enemies. Mm -hmm. And yeah, if we sure. have um, a cycle of bad thoughts, you're a horrible mom, I can't believe you're not spending time with your kid, like, of course you're going to be out of whack and out of balance. And when you figure that out for yourself, you can get in line and, and have more control in your life. How do you push those voices out, the, the mom and the neighbor and the friend and the... Boundaries again. Like, yeah, you have you set just, the rules, so it's like, it's a non-issue. You just can't let it, you can't let it get to you. Right. You just, okay. You just have to say, that's good for you. Okay. It's not what I've chosen to do. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. You know, and um, it, it's not worth... You know, it's kind of the same as you would tell a kid. If you have a bully, if you show them the emotion, then they've got what they want out of you and they've gotten the rise. Mm -hmm. So if you're just like, thank you for your thoughts, that's not what I'm choosing to do, and walk away. Yeah. You just don't even show yeah. up for that space. Yeah. It's yeah. hard. That's yeah. hard. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, it's got to yeah. be. It takes time. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're mm -hmm. going to say, okay, that's what I'm going to do. But yeah. I'm sure it takes time to, yeah. you know. And I'll say here, when I when I um, joined the community, in Chicago, in an urban environment, there are so many dual working families. You know, it's an expensive metropolitan city. Mm -hmm. We live downtown. So it wasn't uh, a rarity to have both parents working and dad stepping in and, and moms, you know, well, I'm out of town because I'm working or whatever, and nannies all over the place and, and whatnot. Um, here, it's not so much like that, uh, and, and there's nothing to be said. So I had a lot of issues internally where I felt like I was being judged, which I wasn't. So I had to do the mindset work where I said, hey, that's your internal thought. That's how you're perceiving because you're setting this up, and that's your story. So I have to reframe my story sometimes for myself. So Chicago. Back to Chicago. Circling back. <laughs> so Chicago, you're saying that... Um, it, a, 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 a working family, a mom and a dad, both working in the kids and day. That's a much more common occurrence, much more acceptable Absolutely. Than, it is, than it is here. And um, my friends and my friends in um, Chicago, one of them, my college roommate, actually, her husband worked four days a week in uh, San Jose. And then he would fly back. They have two kids. And she is a VP for a very large financial institution. And she worked in the Asian markets. Mm -hmm. So she would be able to work all day. And then she has to get up at night and meet with people at uh, midnight and one and two. Wow, yeah. And they had full-time help. And yeah, yeah, you just make it work. You don't, yeah. you don't think anything of it. Yeah. You know? That's the way the world works uh -huh. today. And yeah. that's just what it is. Yeah. yeah. And it just was never, it was never a thought. And that it was never a thought for my husband to say, well, of course, if, if Grace can't do it, I'm going to show up at school if, if the kid's sick. And um, the school had both of our numbers. Mm -hmm. And by school, I mean daycare because, you know, they weren't in school yet. Gotcha. Um, but they would, they would call Zach or I would tell him in the morning, I'm silly busy today. If anything comes up with a sick kid, call Zach. And they knew to do that. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg said to her school one time when they called for her son, my child has two parents, it's, his, it's, it's my husband's turn, call him. Yeah, that's good. So, and that was back when in the 70s, yeah. 
it is so I always kind of rely on that thought process yeah, that's cool no, that's yeah. important I think mm -hmm. both, and I think that's more I think that's really I, I think parents now that's very much the case yeah I'm seeing more and more yeah you know, yeah and, and that's what I'm all about is um, I run a private Facebook group, The Skirt Revolution, Women Scaling Business with Confidence. Oh, that's cool. And I want to teach women how to be in control of their thoughts, emotions, so that they can step into those leadership roles, whether that be in corporate or within their own business, so we can see more women at the board table, the conference room table, whatever you want to call it in the boardroom, and showing up authentically for themselves, so that when my daughter, Olive, who's three now, when she's 20, 30, she doesn't have the same issues that I had breaking into the corporate roles that I had. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's all for Olive. Um, love that name. That's cool. Thanks. Olive. Um, so uh, the business climate in Chicago, it's mm -hmm. got to be way different than the business climate here. Do you want to go back to why we moved here? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Let's go back. <laughs> you want to go back? Let's finish yeah. that thought. So anyhow, Let's it was December. My husband works for FedEx and he got a phone call from FedEx corporate asking him to open the hub in Middletown. And... Um, it's the largest hub in the network of FedEx, so wow. it was a huge get for him. Really? And oh, luckily for him, I was closing a massive book that day, and I was done with life. Um, I was done with everything. I'm like, you know, you know, this is your dream. Throw your name in the hat. He goes, no, this isn't me throwing my name in the hat. This is we are moving to Connecticut if I say yes. I said, sure, let's give it a try. Cool. I hadn't finalized my certification yet. I got that after we moved here. I still had a few months left, and... Um, I said, let's just try this. Let's just yeah. do it. And so we moved here, and we have not been happier. We love the people we have met. Awesome. Um, the kids are doing great, and it's just really cool to be out of the city. Now, mind you, you know mm -hmm. I'm in love with Chicago. You I are. am Chicago. Chicago's my everything. Yeah. But it's cool to see a different way of life here. Yeah, no, it's mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's definitely different. My brother's in Chicago. Uh, he's been in the heat. He traveled all over the country. He was in you know New York, Atlanta, mm -hmm. uh, Phoenix. I don't think he ever uh, did any work out in California, but um, a few other places, uh, Colorado, Vail, Denver, and he got a job in, in Chicago and just, he just never left. Yeah. He just never left. It's he a great it city. And, yeah, it's very you know, cool. Zach and I always joke, we're like, we had no idea how good we had it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of, lot of effort, yeah. especially two small kids. Um, you could see my office building from our house and some days it would take me an hour and a half to get home. That's insane. Insane. Yeah. Oh my God, it would drive me crazy. Yeah. But... Also, we had really good hot dogs. Yeah. See, hot dogs. Now, Jersey, they got good hot dogs no, down there. No, no. That's, that's for a whole different that's, conversation. That's a whole different debate. We'll have to do a, we'll do a taste test. Sure. Yeah, no, because, yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, hot dogs are a whole different thing. So, yeah. business climate in Chicago. Yeah. You know, um, back in, I want to call it 2008 or 2009, um, the now governor of, of um, Illinois, he started a incubation hub for startups and space 1811 or something. I always get it wrong because I always call it 1812 because of the war of 1812. You know this about me and now all your listeners know yeah. that I never get anything right when it comes to those type of things. But um, so it was, a, it, it was a hub for um, business. It was a, no, it was a hub for people who had business ideas. And what was really cool about it was these people would sit in the middle in cubes, so so much like spaces or WeHa co-working, but around the edges and the offices around the edges of um, this space were VC venture capitalists mm -hmm. and investors and business coaches and people to really help grow. So in that time, businesses like Grubhub 
came out of that space. Hmm. Um, Groupon. Um, I think it's Groupon. But yeah, a lot, you would walk up and down the, the hallways, if you will, because they weren't really hallways, but you would see the biggest names um, there and get to talk to these people and see what they were doing and their ideas. And then they had the support of a business community to bring them to fruition. So um, the business climate in Chicago is very forward thinking. Mm-hmm. And they're always on to the next thing, and it's really exciting because it's a very humble city as well. I think it's funny the business, as you know, it used to be. I guess I don't know. I wasn't alive, but you know, you, you get out of school, you get a job at IBM or Xerox or mm-hmm. something, and you're there for 30, 40 years, and that's it. You know, even <laughs> yeah. in, even when I was in TV, the guys there they retired. Lifers. Forty years. Waiting for I'm their like, Rolex. Hey, Forty years. Mm-hmm. And then it got to be like, well, no, you, you, you know, you're going to move on. You're going to jump from, and it was funny, some of the old timers there, they're like, I don't know what these kids are doing today. They're jumping from job to job. I don't know what, the, you're just supposed to get a job and stay there. And so then, you know, you, you jump from job to job, but now it's even like, well, I'm not, I'm just going to work for myself now. Yeah. I mean, this is a whole, which is, I mean, I've been on my, on my own for six and a half years. Yeah. You've been doing it for a while. And, and I've noticed that I think there's always been sort of people doing what you do. The, the what do you, what's your title? I want to what say do I do? <laughs> life because uh, it's it's no, a life no, job no, 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 coach, no, but it's no, 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 but it's no, no, not. No, 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 so no. I want you to clarify no, 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 that no. for me. I am not a life coach. Okay. Um, I am not a life coach. I'm a business strategist. Okay. And I help Good. women entrepreneurs grow and scale their businesses, and I help them get comfortable with the uh, sales process and client acquisition process, so they don't feel slimy and sleazy. Cool. Women have a lot of mindset issues around sales. They want to show up authentically as themselves, and I just teach them how to step into their confidence and power and how to embrace the process. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, yeah I do not I like know, life coach at all I because- I you weren't that, and I just, I, I just, <laughs> I said it. I know, I know, I get that. I'm yeah, like, you don't yeah, want, yeah, like my, as I told yeah. you as I came in, I've been drinking black tea for the last yeah. two days. No. Yeah. So, yeah. so. But I can make people sell stuff really well. <laughs> that's awesome. And, 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 and you do, and I see your posts and, and you're killing it out there, but there is, there is, there is a lot more of, um, job coaches, I guess, or career uh, coaches, career coach. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's the job. Mm-hmm. Career coaches. And I was, I was, I was like, why are there so many career coaches? And I was like, well, because, because nobody, everybody's working for themselves now. Mm-hmm. They're really, even if they're working for a company, I still feel like they're, it's all about them. They're really creating themselves. They're, I mean, they may be loyal to this business yeah. maybe, but it's, I think it's more about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so to go back what you said about lifers versus jumping, mm-hmm. my, I want to call it my junior or senior year, I had a college professor tell me, and I, this is basically the only thing I remember from my college education, is to jump jobs every two years, mm. to make that switch. And as you know, my husband with FedEx, he's been there 17 plus years since he was 19. I mean, wow. he's, he's that lifer. And he is like, I'm down for this. This is where I'm going to live and all that stuff. And, um, and me, I, I jump. Yeah. And what that made me was more marketable. Mm-hmm. So my, my value or my income increased because being a salesperson, if I can turn sales, they want me. So I was, if I got annoyed with a manager um, or a publisher, I would just say, all right, I'm putting myself on the market. And that allowed me to be marketable in my corporate career. And so with a lot of my, I do have a few um, corporate clients just because I love it. And I love corporate. I love corporate, um, which I never thought I would say. (laughs) I miss having like bakery items set out and and tea at the ready and, you know, interns. Oh my God, interns. Oh, I miss them. Um, but, uh, so I teach them, you know, if you're not happy, 
let's get that resume together and let's go shopping. Yeah. Let's go see what's out there. Because I think it is about, I mean, you want to be happy, right? I think it is more about, well, uh, uh, I just want to be happy. Like, money's good. I got to make money. I got to pay bills. I got to do that. But you know what? If I'm not happy, sort of what's the the point? And here, uh, you know, did 30 years at this miserable job. Well, why'd you do 30 years? Yeah. It's not a life sentence. You don't have to like, you know, it's a Joe versus the volcano. Do you remember that movie from the 80s? Oh, it I, always yeah, did with Tom Hanks. Yeah. I think I might be like the only yep. person in the world who references yeah. this movie, but I yeah. do once a week. And it's like him with his head hung down. He's going to work and like he's willing to be the sacrifice for the volcano because his life is so miserable, yeah. you know, and, and it doesn't need to be that way. And for me, as a commissioned salesperson back in my first iteration of my career, I'm making 15 percent on average. It was technically 13.8 percent average. Um, so but I'm the one out there hustling. Mm-hmm. Now I'm making 100%, you know, less 30% of taxes, but um, it, it feels so good. And I get to say who I work with, mm-hmm. and I get to say how I go to market, and I get mm-hmm. to say what I'm about and when I work. And um, especially since I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old, my life is very hectic with if them. If you want to change things up, if you want to do something a little different, just whatever, totally. you just do it. So There's I no... predominantly work with um, women business owners who also have children, not as a rule in that, oh, I want to help moms. Uh, not that at all. It's So if I have a sick kid, I can text a client that I have a call with and say, hey, I need to push back or can we move this to Monday so that I have that flexibility to show up in both of my lives. Good. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. So we talked about people jumping from job to job or leaving a job altogether. Mm-hmm. So. This, you know, this show is supposed to be about branding. So <laughs> Which I really have a huge platform about branding. We're getting there. So I'm going to, so we're going to get there. So should a person, let's say they have a long-term goal. Like for instance, um, I knew I was going to go out on my own, mm-hmm. but I had kids. They were in school. I had obligations. I'm like, now's not a good time. And, it, and an opportunity came up. The kids were whatever. So I was like, I'm going to do it. So it, it and I already had somewhat of a brand because I was always doing freelance work yeah. on the side. So is that, but if people have a long-term plan, when, when should they start building their personal brand, whether they're yeah. going to jump from a, this job to another job to another, yeah. or if they're going to jump from this job to themselves. So when should that process start of like, and how should they build their own brand? Right. It's funny you say that because for me and my coaching business, it was a five-year plan. I mean, literally in October, we sat down and we created a five-year plan of when I was going to launch my business, how I was going to roll out of the magazine and, and bring somebody up to take over and groom her. And then it became a five-month plan because that was December. We moved in May. I'm like, okay, or we're doing this thing. So branding is so important, whether you're in corporate or if you're going out on your own for your business. So I always teach people to have a personal brand. And it was very easy for me to transition. And by easy, I mean it was awful, as every entrepreneur knows. Like, the first year is awful. Um, But it was easy for me to know who I am and how to show up as Grace. Um, Because I always, I set my brand in 2012 in my corporate career. Mm -hmm. I took the time to know what I like, what I want to do, what are the words I use, how do I feel about this? how do I show up? So I think no matter where you're at, take take a day off, sit down and, and get to know you and set up what your non-negotiables are and who you are. So 
Um, at that time, I was trying to fit in, you know, with your, your suits, your Banana Republic, you know, black suits to look like all the men sitting at the table. I'm like, I am so sick of black. I love bright, bright colors, which I thought was funny because I don't have a bright color on today. Um, but you know, like, I like black. <laughs> so, you know, like normally you'll see me in a bright pink shirt or bright yeah, red pants yeah. or such. And, and I am five, nine and I wear four in heels and that's who I am. That's and awesome. that's the brand of grace. And then it's, are, are, uh, you got your coworkers and there's that peer pressure fitting in maybe to your, mm-hmm. your, your work group or what have you. But what about management? Are they, is that somebody you have to convince like this is who I am this is how I'm gonna be your management is like yeah that's you know as long as that's you're, as, as long as you're productive I'm good yeah so obviously I had a different experience because I was in sales so they like people who bring money in mm, you know, don't, don't mess with that person yeah. and I did have a VP who left for a different job and her parting words were don't touch grace just let her do what she does it always works just don't touch her and then the new person came in and and Really? poking and touching and um, I was like I'm out I gotta go so with management they all know who I am you know I was very fortunate in Chicago to have the brand of grace known from everyone and I am not a pleasant person to work with I will be the first one to say that I am um, I like to get things done sure. I speak my mind sure you know I don't I don't mix words and, and I'll throw in a colorful word every now and then if need be, mm-hmm. but I'll get the job done every time and I will be respectful. Mm-hmm. And, and they knew that. And with um, my highest level, I mean, I'll go to the CEO and have a sit down and be like, hey, here's what's going on amongst the workers. We need, you need to change your messaging. You need to do this. And really became a friend of um, management where, not like a snitch, because it kind of sounds that way. Like, this person said that. It was never that way. It was, hey, we're having, you're having a bad messaging um, going out and people are starting to kind of whisper and there's some talk. So you need to come out and, and come a little stronger. So I was, I was a nice um, bridge between the mm-hmm. two for management and they really knew that about me. I think it's good to have a relationship with management and even with the top CEO. I think that's mm-hmm. important. I think, I, I you know, I've... I, you know, the contractors that I hire, mm-hmm. I think we have a really good relationship. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of back and forth and a lot of, yeah. you know, of course, at the end of the day, I give the yes or the no, mm-hmm. but um, I think it's important for managers to see to see your brand, see how Absolutely. you operate. Is it working? Mm-hmm. It's working. I'm going to support it. We're good. If I have to make a suggestion or something, that's fine, but, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to let them do their thing. Yeah. I actually am in the process of hiring a virtual assistant, and one of the bullet points I said is, I do not want a yes ma'am. I want somebody who's going to tell me you're doing it wrong, there's a more efficient way to do it, have you thought about trying it this way? Um, because they work with so many different entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that that's, that's non-negotiable for me. I want somebody who's going to call me on myself and say, hey, no, this isn't the right way to be doing that. Um, yeah, I'm not going to get into that story, but I've, I've been there where, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hey, we can't, no, that's the, okay, you know, and we're going to, that's yeah. fine, and we're going to do it that way. Like but, you said, I'm going to be the final decision maker, yeah. but I want somebody who feels that they can say something to me. Yeah, otherwise, what's the point of hiring good people? Mm-hmm. I mean, the idea is, right, you're the boss, you got to hire good yeah. people. You don't want right. to hire yes, mm-hmm. yes men, although maybe some people, some people like that. I don't. So, yeah. No. I, that's the only way you can grow is by constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. And if you're not ready for constructive criticism, don't own a business. Yeah. 
take feedback. Yeah. Don't let it hurt you. Yeah. You know, I have trolls on my Facebook posts, like you yeah. said. There was one that I did last week that people literally went to my website, looked up my phone number, and called to debate me and tell me how wrong I was wow. about this post, which totally cracked me up because I wasn't wrong. Yeah. Um, and by the end of great. the conversation, they're like, wow, you're really right about that. And, it, and again, the post was about pitching. And I didn't know it was about pitching. It was more like, remember to practice your pitch all the time. Yeah. And it was about the word pitch. Yeah. And people had a real visceral reaction to that word. And we're saying, it's old school. You don't use that anymore. And when I explained to them that you do, they're like, oh, oh, you're right. I'm like, nothing's wrong with that word. It's sure. the thought process around yeah, it. Sure. The stigma. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I, I had a troll. Not many, but I had one. It was interesting. It's like, oh, okay. Well, that's your opinion. That's all good. Yeah, you know, like fine. Mo moving on. I look whatever. at it this way. If you got haters out there, you're doing something right. Doing so yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's, I think mm -hmm. that's a great way to yeah. look at it. Um, so how, how have you, so you started your brand. Um, have you made any pivots? Have you like, I'm going to do this and then like, you know what? That's really not working. Oh God, all gonna... I do is pivot. Yeah. yeah. yeah the first year and a half is so much pivoting for me. Um, because like I said, originally I was going corporate moms who had just had their babies. That was really where I, I niched down. I developed my whole website, everything. That was me. I was the graceful coach. Um, <laughs> and then people uh, started telling me, that doesn't make sense because your personality isn't exactly graceful. <laughs> Back to that whole constructive criticism thing. <laughs> like, That's hysterical. Had to take that little yeah. gut punch. And it was finally my mom who's like, I love you so much and I won't want you to do well, but you got to change your business name. Really? And um, my. And my, that was recently. Well, it was October, okay. um, which feels like yesterday. And my coach, who I had not hired at the time yet, helped me come up with Business with Grace. Mm -hmm. And it still gets that whole concept of grace i.e. my name, but mm -hmm. also ease and yeah. gentle. It doesn't have to be like, ah, it's com it is so calming. Hard. It is business with grace. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's kind of calming. Oh, yeah, I'll just Yeah, like I want to kind teach, of it. going back to that thing I said about balance before, if I can teach women to take control of their business, they're not going to be out of balance. They're going to feel in control, and that's what you really want when you say you want to feel balanced. What's, what's, the, what's the biggest difference between men building their brand and women building their brand? I have no idea. I don't okay. deal with men at all. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't know, um, to be honest, because I don't work with men, but of, in my personal friend group, um, seeing some male entrepreneurs and, and brand builders, they have the same mindset issues. Imposter syndrome comes up a lot. Um, you know, what should I do? Should I do this? What's the sales process and all that? But what's different for women versus men is as girls, we're taught to sit there and look pretty. Nobody wants an aggressive girl. You're never going to get married if you're so brr, out there. So women really have a hard time of taking that step forward. So it's pretty even, male, female, on the branding and business building uh, fears, mm -hmm. if you will, for lack of a better word. But what women get handicapped with is the stuff we're taught as young girls. And so we break through that, we clean that all up, we kind of go back to what I said, who are you? What are your non-negotiables? How do you want to show up? And then we take it to the market. So I create for my clients first their personal brand, and then from that it's very easy to create their business brand. So what's the hardest thing for a woman to overcome while they're building their brand? We just so it's it's that you know it's that is it the confidence? It's, it's the mindset. It's, Once I can break through the mindset and clean that all up. Because I think that's boom. really just from 
looking at you know a little bit on your website and social i mean that's i think that's what you really target first like mm -hmm. you need to it all has to start in yeah. here with yourself first and once you get that um mastered or trained yeah. or whatever the word is then yeah anything right. else is pretty much possible right. to do totally yeah i mean women we rule the world sorry yeah but i mean yeah, pretty much. I told you about what my morning looked like and here I am, you <laughs> yeah. know, and, and we're juggling and we're doing it and we want that success for ourselves. So once I can clear out the cobwebs of a negative mindset and a, oh, but if I do this, will, will my husband be mad at mm. me? Will I be successful? Like there's just so much fear-based um, blocks that people, that keep women from moving forward in their business. So for example, I did a post the other day in the Skirt Revolution um, that said your holier-than-thou attitude towards sales is exactly what's keeping you from success in your business. So, oh, well, I, I don't talk about money. That's so Explain that. Hol elaborate on that. Holier-than-thou attitude towards exactly. sales. Exactly. What I'm saying here is like, oh, well, I don't pitch. I create a relationship first. Okay. What? Like, that's called consultative selling. And all of my clients are like best friends to me. I adore these women. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're sisters, best friends. I mean, I am more excited when they make sales than when I make sales. And so don't tell That's me cool. I don't have a relationship with my clients and that I don't build a relationship with them because I also pitch them. Yeah. Because the only way I can change their lives and their businesses is if I pitch them to work with me. Mm -hmm. And for example, I had a client that I have been working with for 10 days and she signed three new clients within that 10 days. She hadn't signed anyone for months. Wow. So she was a real easy cleanup on the whole mindset and she was just, I don't want to say desperate because that's not her, but she was just so over not being successful. Mm -hmm. And then I have another client here in West Hartford who, um, she is awesome and has an amazing business and she just didn't know how to follow up with clients. So I literally just did a voice memo to show what a, or to let her hear what a voicemail would sound like. Signed two of the three clients that day and they had been pending for six weeks. Wow, that's cool. So yeah, yeah it's just little tweaks here and there. Yeah. And, and when they embrace that, their excitement, oh my gosh, how exciting when you like know that you have control of your business. What's the, what's the problem with, <laughs> how can I phrase this question? Um, do people not want to sell or they feel sales is gross and, and, yeah. and they like, but you have to, I mean, it's a necessary thing. Right. Yeah. Otherwise so, you're not making any money. Right. 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 <laughs> right. Yeah. Like if you want clients, yeah, you, gotta sell. you have to sell them. And so that goes back to what I said about those mindset issues that um, society places on young girls is sit there and look pretty. Don't be aggressive. And so as as we grow with those ideas, and there's a whole lot of limiting beliefs um, that that you have to break through, but those are kind of the most common in general. And I'm talking about money is inappropriate. So we have those type of um, you know it's not ladylike to discuss money. Um, so we we have those things that we're carrying with us in our bag. And we're carrying it from our six, seven years old. And now that we're in our 30s and 40s, we still have them there kind of in the back of our head. So women are like, well, how do I transition? I, I know the name of their kids and I, and I know everything about them. How do I then transition without being sleazy and slimy? I'm like, well, you just have to set it up as a sales call. So the reason that Meredith had so much success was I just went in and tweaked. She was calling it a free call. So she had so many um, women calling for free advice. 
call it a consult call. Mm-hmm. Now you're in a sales conversation. So that person mm-hmm. expects. And then um, teaching how you actually go through a sales call in the process so that you're in the lead. So don't cover control. it up. So don't cover it up right. then. So you have this great relationship. You're the back and forth. This kind of sleazy stuff is when you, and when you like say, hey, hey, you got time for coffee? Totally. And then you sit down and, and all of a sudden right. you're getting pitched like, to. What if I started crazy. pitching you right now? Like, you know what I'm like, yeah. I'm thinking I that just, I could, no, I yeah. You're like, get out of here. Out of here. <laughs> no, right? and that, that's happened to everybody. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to go coffee? Absolutely. That's happened to everybody. It happened to me yesterday. Heck, it happened to me this morning where... I posted about nutrition and I got three texts from people saying, oh, do you want to see this product? Do you want to see that product? And it's like, oh, oh, I was just trying to talk about that I needed to use nutrition to build the energy to build my business. And now here I am like being pitched left and right. So Mm -hmm. so instead of saying, hey, you want to go grab coffee? Can I stop on that really quick? Yeah. I want to go back that I never, ever um, look down on anybody who promotes themselves. They might not do it correctly, but in time they will do it yeah. better. Yeah. So get out there and pitch cool. your stuff until it becomes right. Good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's more of like, hey, let's grab coffee because I want to talk to you about this cool service I have that you might be totally. interested in. Mm-hmm. I want to see how my business can help help whatever, you with your success. Learn about so your now business. See going what in, I can do. And that person could say like, that sounds great. They'd be like, you know what? I'm really not interested. But if you totally. just want to hang out, I'm good with that. Perfect too. example. There's yeah. a new gentleman who came to town um, just recently, and he called me prospecting. And again, like, I don't want to say I'm always down to meet with somebody because my time is limited, but yeah. And he's in the coaching business as well, and it's in a different kind of um, niche. He's more corporate, I think. And he asked if I can meet for coffee, and I do know that he wants to pitch me. So in that conversation with him, I said, you know, what you're doing is not my niche. I am primarily online. I already have a business coach and really kind of laid the groundwork that if you'd like to meet for coffee and just share ideas and kick some knowledge around, I'm all for it. But please don't show me a pamphlet. I have had where I thought I was meeting another woman for coffee and she came out with a full financial proposal for me with a folder. I'm like, uh, I gotta go. (laughs) I have a financial advisor. Um, what do you, so you have that meeting. You think you're just going to hang out with coffee for somebody. They pull out the pamphlet. Right. It's so, so icky. So it's like, hey, you know, I'm not interested. And yeah. you deal. You say, I mean, totally fine to say, hey, I'm not interested. I put mean, that, put that stuff away. Look. Or I'm going to leave. I'm a sales coach. Let's call it a business strategist. Mm-hmm. I'm a sales coach. I love sales. Mm-hmm. You know that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to listen to everything. Because what I'm doing is I'm doing research of, oh my gosh, I didn't even know people pitched that poorly or they do that. So I want to see the whole thing play so it's out. Research. It turns into research. It totally yeah. turns into yeah, research. Yeah, yeah. And then I can write That's posts funny. about it or I can coach my clients yeah. around it. And, and I mean, it's been a while since I sucked at sales. Um, yeah. <laughs> there was definitely a time where um, one of my best friend's brothers said to me like, no, let me get this right. You're paying the company to work there. I'm like, yes, because I had a chargeback. I had a client who didn't pay. So they were docking my wages and remember 100% commission. So yeah, there were, I had a negative Ouch. balance running for four months. Ouch. I was also rationing a box of mac and, mac and cheese for yeah, yeah. a week. <laughs> like, it was, there were times that were very lean, yeah. um, but it's been a while. And so working with people who are pitching inappropriately or not going to the process right reminds me of those nuances that I did as a new salesperson that I can then help, help my clients around as well. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, would but, you... but, but if you are not researching like I am, then, I would say just politely be like, oh, you know, I just thought this was going to be a networking yeah. meeting and I'm not, interested in I'm not product, interested but... or I already have that service yeah. or 
don't. Or just get up and leave. Yeah, that's those boundaries. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, going back to the guilt that women put on themselves, you don't have to sit there. If, yeah. if you feel like something's wrong, then stop it and move on. Stand up for yourself. Because we only have X amount of hours in the day, totally. right? Totally. You, know? you don't need to sit there and listen to some like, hey, yeah. look, you're gonna, what's going to take to get you in a new car today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is also one of my favorite closing lines. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, you use that? Oh, all the time. I love it. I love it. Not so much <laughs> now in my coaching business, but when I was in media sales, I'd definitely be like, so tell me, what's it going to take to get you in a new car today? <laughs> and it just brings levity, yeah. you know, to yeah. the... They know I'm pitching them. They know I want them to buy. And they'll be so like, that you know, puts it right on the level in a fun, supportive, just totally. kind of Totally. And they're like, way. well, you know, we can only afford 10 grand, not 15 grand. Yeah. Like, all right, let's figure this out. Let's, let's like, figure it out. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So That's a great way to do when it. said like in a kind of way, yeah. it works. Yeah. You can't be mm -hmm. all right. I got mm -hmm. you. Yeah. And yeah. it does work. I think people, I think people are a lot more open to being pitched than other people realize as long as it's presented in the right way. Right. I always say ask for permission. Yeah. Always ask for permission. So, um, you know, I'll say, hey, Dave, I want to get together and talk to you about your business and see if there's any ways that I can help you. How do you feel about that? And you'd be like, like yeah, you know what, to. Grace? I, okay, great. Then what yeah. time do you want to meet? Yeah, okay. You know? And you blow out the calendars and off you Or go. Yeah. you could say, you know what, Grace? I just really want to keep our relationship on a friendship level, yeah. but would love to get together for coffee if you're interested. Yeah. That's how you handle that. Yeah, done. And then as a salesperson or a business owner, you say, okay, you know, I respect that. Thanks. Yeah. Who else do you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, right? Yeah. Do you think, do you think maybe, there's anybody else that I yeah. can work with? You know, and, and, and yeah, you can you just be a normal human. Just be a normal human. Be a normal yeah. human. Be a normal human. And that's, that's when great. sales get sleazy is when you don't act like a normal human. Mm -hmm. You try to pull the wool over your eyes or you try right. to pull Like, hey, whatever. look over here. Here's my pitch. Yeah. 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 No, that's not cool. That's, I'm always um, up front. Um, they're called upfront contracts. You can mm -hmm. Google it. And you get people saying yes early on in the process. And then also with posts and words that you use, you're letting people know that you are going to make a decision. Are there any other decision makers should be a part of this meeting? Things like that so that people know this is a sales call. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where are your clients? Uh, everywhere? Everywhere. Everywhere. Um, I, I did just get a West Hartford, so I am local. Nice. That's exciting. I have two in West Hartford, well, three. Um, and then I have a few in California, Iowa, um, Australia, Australia, Chicago. Obviously. How do you do Australia? Do you do phone calls or is it mostly Zoom? Um, everything is over Zoom. Zoom. Even my local clients are Zoom calls. Okay. Um, and, and it's just so I can stay efficient. I, I silo my days. So Tuesdays and Thursdays are my client calls predominantly when Wednesday morning. And they're back to back with some buffer time. And I just sit in my basement and in my office and pound out Zoom calls. So with my Australian client, um, I can't do great math. This is, this is the brand of Grace, and it has always been known <laughs> that, um, um, <laughs> so embarrassing, um, a manager always had to check my work for me before I sent a proposal out, as per me requesting, like, make sure I didn't drop a zero somewhere. Right, right. And, well, um, you know your you know, limitations I, and faults, right. and that's important. Right, I move yeah. very fast, as yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, however, if I need to figure out what my commission is going to be on a sale, I know that down to the penny sure, with taxes taken out. So... Yeah. Um, that's always been the joke about me is percentages, ask grace, anything else, somebody yeah. else check it. Um, I literally have a calculator in my purse right now. Awesome. And Australia, so she, um, well, Australia is a completely different time zone and on the other side of the world and they just had summer break while we had winter break. So that is just too much for my mind to 
deal with. So I have Acuity, which is a scheduling system um, online, and it says what um, what time zone is your client in, and I put Sydney, Australia, and then it says, okay, you know, she told me that she could do 7 a.m. Sydney time, which would be my 3 p.m. Monday, her 7 a.m. Tuesday, and then Acuity takes care of it from there. Okay. And so that's how I how I deal with her. Okay. Is um, I, she's more astute than I am, so she keeps me on the straight and narrow when it comes to that. But yeah. Do, do, does your um, when you're dealing with people from Australia and then Iowa and then mm -hmm. California or wherever, because there's different cultures, there's different things, right? So do you have to yeah. do you have to shift a little bit in either sort of. Um, in your plan, I guess your approach? not in my process and not in my plan. Okay, that that is that is this is That's a proven solid. method. Okay. You follow no matter this, where you are. you're going to have success. Okay, uh, you know my clients are getting their investment back within the first couple of weeks of working with me. Um, That's huge. It's huge. Yeah. I am not cheap. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I am happy to say that, but they're getting these results, high multi, um, uh, four figure deals. So that's awesome. Um, why can't I remember your questions? So the question was, um, you deal with people in Australia. Oh, and do I have to change? What other no. Yeah, do you change your, you said you don't change your, your no, plan. No, you know, but really where it comes down to is how I prospect. I like to work with a certain type of woman. They have to be kind of like me, high power, can deal with my energy. And it's not about them so much. It's about me and conserving my energy. I need to be, if I'm going to be hounding out 10 client calls a week, I need to feel like, oh my God, I'm so excited to talk to, you know, this person or that person. Ah, she's so much fun. I love her. And we laugh um, because when I show up and I'm talking to somebody that I have to slow down my talk mm. and, and be quieter, it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like you can't think out right. of my skin. Yeah, because you can't think properly. You're not because it's you're not. Right. That's not you. Right. Yeah. So when I'm prospecting, I'm going out for a person that I know I'm going to have fun with, and I know the words to draw them out and bring them into my web. Um, however, I will say that my Iowa client, um, I love her, and I have known her for a while in the social world. I've never met her. Um, we took a. We took the same coaching program last January and lost $7,000 on a complete horrible program. Nobody I know really had success from it, um, and it was very one-minded. And that is what made me pivot to doing business coaching because it was it's really poorly done. Um, not not as a general statement, but, yeah, um, there are some good people. Is there, sorry to interrupt, is there like a, a certificate that you need to have or, or anybody? Yeah, let me, let me figure ahead, this finish, out. Yeah, go ahead. Or finish this one. So my Iowa client, she is very religious. And on our first consult call, I asked her, I swear sometimes. Is that okay with you? She goes, I do not swear, but I'm okay with you. I'm like, I will do my absolute best to keep keep me in check. Last at all five minutes. Yeah. No, no, no. I am <laughs> really good with her, and yeah. I want to respect her religious beliefs. So I I never say God, like oh my God. Yeah. I try to be good. very above board with her because I respect her so much, and and she does have that fire, and so she does match. But that was kind of a like, if you're gonna be walking away, I don't want to let an F-bomb slip, and then the rest of the day be like, oh my God, oh my God, mm. does she hate me? Is she going to cancel? Does she like, mm -hmm. ah, because my goal and how and why I get client results 
is because I want testimonials. I want amazing, gorgeous testimonials, and I've gotten them from every single client. So I'm not gonna set myself up for failure. Mm -hmm. um, I have a client that just started, and she's like, I'm just so worried I'm gonna be the first one that fails. I go, oh, sweetheart, no, 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 no. My ego is way too big to let you fail. So. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing too, just be upfront with people. This is who I am, this is what I'm gonna say. Mm -hmm. This is I mean, I'm not a truck driver. No, but no, but but no. I think that's a good point because that way that lets you just be you, right? That's the if brand of grace. If you're always that's the brand if, of grace. If you're always thinking about like you know, I gotta watch my language, you know, then that's sort of in. Again, you're not a truck driver, but that that you know, there's a time and place. There's an internal right? struggle that's happening yeah. where it's like, I just want to be me. Let me be me, and. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's yeah. that thing that I said back in 2012. I made the decision. Who am I? What are my non-negotiables? What do I want to show up as? And then I've always navigated my path to make sure I'm in a place that's yeah. comfortable and allows for that. So when you wake up in the morning, this was said by somebody else on the show, when you wake up in the morning, you're getting dressed, you're representing your brand. Totally. Yeah, totally. totally. So I work out of spaces here um, in West Harbor because I need to be around people occasionally. Yeah. So five days a week, or five five days a week, five days a month, um, I'll go there and just kind of chit chat and, and be in the community. Good. And when I go there, I am not in work from home clothes. Mm -hmm. I am not in... Um, very rarely I'll be in jeans unless they are tailored with heels and put together. Mm -hmm. And that's the brand of grace. I show up professional and yeah. knowing that, we, I mean, we're doing a podcast today. I have a dress on. Yeah. You know, that's, that's look. It's a work you, day. Well, it's a you work know, day. You know, a perfect example. I was telling somebody about your business and I said, well, you know, he comes to the chamber events. He um, always has a slick back hair and he wears flannels and like, oh yeah, I totally know who you're talking about. So that's your brand. It's funny. I've tried to change. I'm like, I can't. Don't. Like, I can't. Don't. It's your I, brand. I just, I, I, you know, I put on the shirt, the nice little, and I'm like, nah. Yeah. Not, I can't. <laughs> so when I started working out of spaces. It's funny you recognize that. Yeah, I'm showing yeah. up that way and people started coming to me and be like, who are you? What do you do? And wanting to know me. And I got a few clients that way out of um, making sure I was true to my brand. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm just some slob in the corner, do you want to hire me mm -hmm. to run your business to mm -hmm. help you get to the next level if I mm -hmm. look like I'm in my flip-flops hanging out and Wearing in raggedy your, old jeans? Me in pajama pants and stuff. I mean, yeah. at home, I'm in pajama pants. Like, sure. hey, it's Zoom yeah, calls. Yeah. Everything's yeah, yeah. up top. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, oh, certification. Yeah, certification. Anybody can put a shingle up and say, I mean, it's the same for your industry as well. Mm -hmm. For any industry, really. You can put a shingle up and say, I'm a life coach. I'm a business coach. I had success running my, my um, going back to that bad coach that we had in January. She had a successful massage business. So then she started coaching other mas masseuses. Masseuses. Massage, Darn ther it. massage, massage therapists. Yes, that's, that's, that's what we use today. Um, yeah. How to run their businesses. So she had some success, and then she blew it up to this big coaching program, and then I watched it kind of crumble in because mm. she scaled too quickly and didn't really know the true foundation of business. So, um, um, so, so for me, I am certified through the International Coaching Federation. You have to have a certain number of in-hour classes and peer-to-peer -peer coaching. And and um, I had to do a final call that is recorded and then graded and assessed to make sure that I'm being out in the world cool. and, and good and authentic and real. And So and you're such. certified. You're, yeah. But, you don't, but you don't have to be. It's certifiable. not like a thing. Yeah. <laughs> You know that you brought up um, scale too fast. Is has mm -hmm. that is that become a, a question? Some of your clients, well, oh my God, I, what if I can't? Well, I can't handle all that. So I'm dealing with that right now. Um, and yesterday, 
I, just in the last few months, my business has exploded. And especially these cool. results. And it's going to continue to explode. Yeah, congrats. And I want, thank you. And I want to show up in that space. And I met a woman yesterday who's actually here in, in West Hartford as well, who runs an amazing virtual assistant um, company. And she is my everything. We met yesterday for the first time for coffee. And we were already out last night at happy hour. I mean, this is awesome. And she was talking to me about scaling. And I stopped her. I said, I totally get what you're saying. I am on board for this. But we are going to take baby steps to make sure my foundation and strategy are in place so that I don't show up like a chicken with my head cut off, that I'm still showing up and delivering the results because nothing is worse than a coach who has a couple of good months and then all of a sudden, boom, I'm doing a hundred person group coaching and you now can't touch that coach anymore. So I want to continue to stair step this to scalability so I can monitor my time and not show up and be like, wow, I'm gonna take on 30 new clients. Mm. That would crush me. Yeah. You know, so that's what I really train my clients around. One of our first calls is about what does your calendar look like? What are your childcare needs? Do you have somebody? Do you wanna take August off? I'll go back to Chicago for the month of August. Um, what does that look like? You know, so as I was scaling last month, the first thing I did was I, my husband's switching, he was working nights and now he's gonna work a different schedule. I go, do I have childcare in place? What hours can I actually take clients? And we map that out first so that scaling isn't like, oh my God, holy, you know, am I allowed to spray on this podcast? Yeah, whatever. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit, like, ah, I can't do this. And then you just wanna quit. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, I could see that could be daunting for people like, well, you know, I really want to grow, but what if I grow too fast? Like yeah. maybe I shouldn't grow because then it's going to be too, and I'm not going to be able to handle it. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with somebody who's like, I, I, I want to, I want to grow, but I can't Let's create handle a strategy. So it's so all about just What planning. I say is, what do you want your business to look like in five years? So then we start planning it by what does it look in three months, six months, and Let's stair step to that, okay? So for me, I cannot wait to be on this TED stage. I cannot wait, you know me, I gotta talk. Mm -hmm. And that's my five-year plan because my kids, I need Olive in school. I need, um, she's three, so you know, I think second grade when they're a little bit more self-sufficient for her. So that's you know five years from now before I'm traveling and not home. You know, right now they're babes and they need me there and wanna see me every day. And so I've turned down speaking engagements in Vegas and Chicago because I will not travel. Yeah. And um, you know the, the big ticket speaking gigs are are in the major metropolitan areas. But you're waiting. That will happen. And it will happen. So I'm building my brand to be able to show up in that time. And then you'll when be. I'm ready. And then you'll be ready. Mm -hmm. It'll mm -hmm. be it'll be good instead of. You know, I've made the mistake, and, and I'm sure you have too. And a lot of people, I don't make like, mistakes. No, I'm sure <laughs> you've never made, never made a mistake. No, but of, of chasing, of chasing the money. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't. You know, you, I you, don't. You, because that always, that never turns out. Remember well. the part where I was charged back, yeah, from the client and was paying my company. Yeah. Fortunately, and I say this every single time. Fortunately for me, I got that one out real early in my yeah. career, so I know never to chase the almighty dollar. Yeah, I make decisions, I walk away. I've had um, people calling me about PETA clients, pain in the ass clients, yeah. PETAs. Yeah. And I go, you know, guess what? Fortunately, I don't ever deal with PETAs because in, I think it was like 2013, 2012, I had a gentleman who was embezzling from his uh, employer and buying ads through us and other things. And I found out about it and 
I did what was within the letter of the law for us to get paid and you know, it didn't end up great for him. So yeah. he called my CEO and threatened to sue me for slander, libel, like just, I mean, he was throwing everything at the wall. Sure. I'm like, I'm done, I'm yeah. done, I'm not dealing. If they show me red flags, I'm going to accept what somebody wants to show me and walk away because every time that's happened that I've walked away from someone, something major has come in that's awesome. Yeah. The universe, the sales gods, I can't believe I haven't touched on my sales gods yet. I 100% believe in sales gods. You do good for others, and the sales gods will reward you in kind. Well, let's talk about it. I love them. So um, that's, a, that's a little bit of a mantra, yes, right? I'm not woo-woo. This is not about like meditation and... Yeah, no, no, no. no I, is, I get what you're saying because uh-huh. that is a thing. It's like you give and you'll receive, you know, you give and you get, that's a whole B and I thing, mm-hmm. you know, so it, so it's out there. So, yeah. but, um, what's your, what's your, philo- what's your philosophy? My philosophy is this is I'm okay. My philosophy is I love sales and I love money. So let's not ever mix words on that, but I love helping other women succeed. I love seeing them build business. I want to look around the room and be like, oh my God, I'm so inspired by all these amazing women. So um, this morning I was on the phone with Nala's Kitchen, Vanessa, um, I'm, I'm hiring them for meal prep. And she was like, wow, maybe you could be our business strategist. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, maybe. Or I can just tell everybody uh, how great you are. And not even thinking that, I walked into Starbucks and I saw three moms from my kid's school and I was like, oh my God, I just made the best decision ever and ordered this. And it's what I do. I'm a rainmaker. Yeah. I love telling people. I mean, I did it the other day when uh, there was a post about who's a videographer in town. Mm. I'm like, well, Dave's the only one you got to go to. Yeah, thank you. And I love doing that and bringing other people business and networking and not networking. That's not networking. That's because mm-hmm. I don't want anything in, in kind. No, that's just you had a great experience with something and you're, yeah. you're excited because you're happy because you had a cool experience. So I think it's, I think it's twofold, right? You want to say like, Hey, I really did a cool thing. I'm so mm-hmm. happy for myself. Right. You can be this happy too. Just call these people over here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's what it's about. Yeah. And I'm not expecting like, it was after I had mentioned that cause she had called me back because something was wrong. Um, with, with how I read my credit card number, going back to my abilities with numbers. Yeah. I am a really good salesperson. Uh, <laughs> I swear. No, um, but uh, she called me back. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just saw these three moms and and told them about you and, and such. She's like, wow, wow, that's really cool. She's like, you know what I was just thinking is, we're female entrepreneurs. Would you work with us? So how do you get a hold of, what is it, Nala's Kitchen? So how do you get a hold of Nala's Kitchen? I don't know, go on the Google. Go Google it, Nala's yeah. Kitchen. N-A-L-A. N-A-L-A, kitchen. Kitchen, yeah. Kitchen, West Hartford? Uh-huh, West okay. Hartford. So there you go. really for me, what I'm struggling with, and I already mentioned this, <laughs> and we can tell, but I am living on black tea because, again, my business is growing and it's awesome. And as much as I'm not trying to not eat, like that's not a thing for me, is I just don't have the time. Mm-hmm. We haven't been to the grocery store. The the banana and half-eaten cookie as snack for my son today is yeah. all telling and hilarious. And my husband, God bless his soul, he has said that he's going grocery shopping the whole week. And here it is Friday. And it's like, hello. <laughs> hello, fridge. Yeah, yeah. Um, so That's I've awesome. just hired them on to do our meal prep. And it That's will cool. be delivered on Monday and Wednesday. That's cool. And That's awesome. Yeah. I just had to, like, suck it up because I've been such a voyeur on I, – I, um, 
interviewed a nutrition coach from Toronto the other day and it was way beyond what I wanted in my life mm -hmm. um, but I know that there was a need so yeah and they're filling it I'm not gonna cook I'm not going to oh nutrition coach for you, you yeah for me oh okay for me and um, it, there was a whole like I'd have to go grocery shopping I'd have to prep I'd have to measure stuff and yeah. no yeah okay no. so um, All I have to do is put this in the microwave. A couple of years ago, I stopped eating meat for a little while, and it was right around the holidays, so mm -hmm. it was, it, timing was awful. <laughs> and uh, but it was a good thing, and, and it, but it got to the point, and I was really doing good with the vegetables and doing different things. But then a couple of few months in, I don't have time for this. No. Like it's really time consuming. So yeah. I, I kind of I threw in the towel. But I think um, the best. It's hard. I think that entrepreneurs. Are just like work harder work longer hours do more do more do more yeah. and my business will be successful nope mm -mm. no nope no. that just is a recipe for burnout yeah and yep. not having success yeah so absolutely i talk to my women about no i work like my marketing for me and my client acquisition and attraction strategy is probably five minutes a day five to an hour i should say not a day yeah. but you know i'll really set myself down every couple of weeks and really do a good push. Um, it's that strategy and holding back and saying, do I have a plan in place? Have I been exercising? Have I, do I go for a walk? Do mm. I, you know. Walks are huge, I love walks. Right, you I mean, I'm lucky it. that I live on the reservoir. Yeah. So I'll pop a podcast in or a book I'm listening to and do a quick yeah. cool. in between the client calls. Um, I'm gonna try this summer taking client calls from the reservoir. Nice. And we'll see if I can get yeah. internet, internet connection out there. We'll see how that, that goes. Um, but for me, I'm good on the, I'm not great on the exercise. I get it. I can do it. I am so bad on the nutrition mm. and God knows with the small kids, like my sleep is crazy, mm -hmm. but this was an area that I really want to do. And I know my business will boom because mm -hmm. of this investment I made. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> I got real yeah, preachy there. You did. No, <laughs> no, it's, you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. I mean, you can't just go, go, go. Mm -hmm. And now in my business, you know, we get sometimes, you know, the whole industry. We, it's, I think almost every industry slows down a little bit in the winter, mm -hmm. right? So instead of, you know. So you know what's you, funny you know about what you do? that? You just, you say, okay, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to sleep in more. I'm going to spend more time with my family. Yeah. I'm going to do things I want to do. I want to, you know, I'm going to fix this thing in the house that I haven't fixed yeah. for, you know, six months. I'm going to, you know, because then you get that done. You regroup. And now it's that's that's gone. Now yeah. now when it's time to be busy at work, now you can focus mm -hmm. on work. I think that's very important to embrace it and not so much freak and out. And that's about that balance it. again. But yeah. what's funny about that in media sales, January is dry. I mean, it is just ugh. Mm. so you know you're coming off Q4, you're coming off holiday and spend and all that, and, and it's just a thing. And I was so trained in that, and I kind of had to come to Jesus with myself. Um, I am my best and worst client sometimes, and do internal coaching calls with myself. And I'm like, wow, you're holding on to this limiting belief that you can't get business in January. So this was around mm -hmm. January 20th. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how about we test that theory? Cool. And I always want to prove my thoughts wrong. And I can't even tell you. I mean, I had been doing nothing. And I just started doing some posts and, and, and yeah. ramped it up a bit. Boom. Yeah. Exploded. So I would be careful saying yeah. our industry ramps down because yeah. everybody else is sleeping. What is the tortoise in the hair? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Well, I think it's too, you know, it, uh, it is maybe, a, it could be part of a personal decision. You know, yeah. you go flat like out. Like me from, with August going you go, to Chicago. You go flat out from, you know, spring until, you know, Christmas time. Yeah. 
you know, all right, I, I got I to gotta breathe. So I'm, I'm not yeah. going to push real hard in yeah. January. I'm going to chill. Yeah. And so, I, know, I know I'm not going to get a lot of phone calls, but you're probably right. If I did push and I looked, right. yeah, absolutely. So for me, my push is September through June. Oh, when my kids are in school. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. And so I map out the whole year. Okay, then that means we need to launch this program. If I want to, you know, onboard 10 new clients in June, I need to be pushing for them in May and late April. So I have a plan in place so I know I can show up, onboard them. Onboarding is where we do the most work and then the rest becomes a little bit easier. Um, so I can just have coaching calls throughout the summer. And then, okay, September, that means we need to plan a push for July. Um, but be mindful of that. And how we had mapped it out before, it was going to be an August push. But I said, no, I want to phone it in. Mm. Quite literally, awesome. only take coaching calls yeah. in August, not doing the... From Chicago. From Chicago. Where do you stay in Chicago? My parents' house. In awesome. my office is my father's basement. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So um, It was funny because uh, I, I wanted to ask you about your parents. Um, uh, obviously, they support you. What, what What was your upbringing? Like, what did you do? Yeah. Like, where was where did that go? I love what, what that you asked do? this question, and I got just a little teary eyed. <laughs> oh God, I do actually have a lump in my throat. Jerk. Uh, my dad is the most supportive person. Oh my God, <laughs> he That's is cool. honestly the most supportive person for me. And how he raised me. My parents are still married. They met when they awesome. were 13. Love it. Um, wow. Yeah. So uh, the joke is always, Mom, should you have made a different decision? Like, don't need to go with the first offer. Um, and my dad is awesome and fun. And everybody loves him. But he is a hard worker. He yeah. is a strategist. He makes plans. He um, He's amazing. But he always told me I could do whatever I wanted to do. He never mm. put... That, that you're a girl, so this is what you need to do. Mm. Never on me. He always trained me to be better, be positive, be strong. Literally every time he dropped me off, he would give me kind of a fist thing like this and say, be positive. And when I was having a hard time hitting my mark, I was a long jumper in high school, he would show up after practice and we would run the jumps, run and run until we got that mark right. My coach had just like given up on me and I ended up in sectionals, and um, and it was because my dad was there always. Awesome. And so during my business, be positive. I mean, just what else are you gonna say? I mean, that is such. Those are two great words. Just be positive. Be positive. You can do anything. And um, just this past January, like I said, things were pretty dry in my business, and he was there supporting me every single day, mm -hmm. calling and giving me a pep talk. You've got this. You have never failed before. You are gonna get it, Grace. You've got this. What can I do to help? That's cool. And, and I talk so much about my dad, but my mom is always there. Yeah. You know, she stayed at home, so she doesn't have that business sense, so she can't teach me that bit, but she will pick up the pieces whenever she needs to. Mm -hmm. And she's always there for our family, and I am so awesomely blessed. Damn. You are. That Did is, you expect that you're going to get me to cry? That is like awesome. my parents are. I was um, hoping. No, no, no. no. <laughs> that's the emotional part no, of the podcast. No. <laughs> no, I I think that's what a uh -huh. cool story. Yeah, yeah, I I love that. I love that. Be positive. That they're still here. You yeah. talk to them. You know, you vacation Daily. for a month. You're with them. Right. That's August. We just got back from two weeks in Florida with them. Yeah. They stay there for three months. My dad's a golf course or former golf course superintendent. So he always took off the winter months and went down to Florida cool. um, since I went to college. And 
Is your energy from your dad, you think, and your drive? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, am my, I am my dad. Yeah. I am, like I said before, we started like shiny red circle face, yeah. Randy and Grace. I mean, we are the same people. We'll sometimes be sitting there and look at you like, oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah, I am, I am my dad. You have uh, siblings? I do. I have an older brother who lives down the Cape. And that's one of the reasons we also chose to move to Connecticut is my brother's on the Cape. Um, my husband's family's up in Portland, Maine. Oh, and cool. since my parents are retired and already oh, three months in Florida, um, they come here every month yeah. and are very involved. So that's also why I moved. So my brother is a, and his wife, Bernice, um, are both very talented uh, landscape architects. Okay. And Bernice, my God, from she started her business when I got married, so 2012. Um, and, and to watch it flourish and grow and see the awards she's getting. And she asks me business questions. And that's kind of how I became into this role as a business strategist. was like, I have something. I never thought I had a talent that I could could make a business. Mm. And that's when I kind of started realizing I have something. I take people who are experts in their industry and make them profitable. That's really what I do. I think there's always that saying, right? Whatever book that was, um, just because you're good in a, an expert in your business doesn't mean you're going to be able to run a good business, successful, totally. a successful business. Right. right. Yeah. So because it's a whole different one thing. of the things is I say, are you asked for interviews? Are you asked to be an expert on a panel, but yet your bank account doesn't show it? Mm -hmm. I'm the one that comes in and make sure your bank account says it. Cool. Because um, using my client Meredith in Iowa, she's an amazing sleep consultant. She can get babies to sleep lickety split, but she can't do that if she can't get the clients, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I'm the one, I'm the conduit to help them get out to do what they're passionate about. You ever thought of working with men? Yeah. No, I get asked all the time. Um, and, and my process would work for them as well. Mm -hmm. And maybe down the road, I never turn it off, but I have a mission. Like I said at the beginning, I want women to be at higher levels of leadership. So when Olive is 21, 22, and whether she chooses to take over my company or she chooses to go into corporate, she has an easier time than I had breaking oh, through. Good. Yeah, so good. I say the skirt revolution, shattering um, glass ceilings with our own stilettos. Awesome. Yeah. Where can we find out information about Grace? Where do we go? Well, apparently Tell I listened us. to this podcast because <laughs> I was an open book and I yeah, cried. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't believe I cried. Uh, thank you. First of all, thank we, you for crying. We, no, before we get there, I you really uh, this has been a awesome conversation. So thank you so much mm -hmm. for being so open and yeah. honest and just fun. It's been a, it's been a blast. So, Good. Yeah. Tell us. Uh, tell so everybody where, where you can find me. Yeah. Absolutely. So Grace Napolitano, N A P O L I T A N O. Probably don't need to spell it because it will be written on the podcast. Yeah, it will be. Uh, but nobody can spell it, including my dad, and um, which is really embarrassing. And uh, my website is biz, B-I-Z, with grace.com. So find me on Facebook. I really promote primarily, um, and by promote, I mean, that's where you're going to find tidbits, trip, tricks, and, and such on my personal Facebook page, but also within the Skirt Revolution, which you can just search in your... Skirtrevolution.com or... No, Skirt Revolution. Is, oh, it's not Facebook. I'm sorry. Facebook private group Apologize for women that. only. Yep. There's only two men, my husband and... Um, my web designer, awesome friend, Scott Robeson, who got me into coaching. Cool. And uh, so bizwithgrace.com, 
Grace Napolitano Facebook, Grace Napolitano LinkedIn, and then the Skirt Revolution is my private Facebook On group. Facebook, that is yeah. awesome. So thank you very, very much You're again welcome. for being here. Thank you for uh, letting me bully you in. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. That's yeah, what I do. Bully. Yeah, you bully. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you want to check us out again, uh, we always post um, Monday mornings around 10 o'clock on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify, and there's a bunch of other channels out there if you search um, uh, you search our podcast uh, Behind the Brand. Thanks very much. <laughs>